Okay, perfect. Well, Zoom, thank you so much for, uh, let me just get closer to the mic here. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to join me on the podcast. And um, just a quick intro, Zoom, Director of Talent, Stack Adapt. How are things there? How are you doing? Yeah, things are going well uh, still. Uh, it's it's definitely been um, a little bit slower this year, I think, as with a lot of what, uh, sorry, as with what most of us are experiencing, pirating markets are kind of up and down at the moment. Uh, as per as per sort of last time I spoke to you, there's there's definitely roles to fill. Um, we're kind of working on additional projects. We're kind of expanding into different areas of the business, such as uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We're expanding into kind of uh, total rewards and compensation. Um, so just keeping busy with those kind of things that are going to help us in the long term when it comes to hiring. But uh, but yeah, still still nothing to complain about. Of course, of course. Well, look, um, very keen to uh, get your thoughts on. I guess the this this kind of episode is more of a um, thoughts on the recent developments around ChatGPT and maybe some early impressions, first impressions, yep. and how it can apply to recruitment. And it's only been out for like a couple of weeks, so so everything's still kind of fresh. You know, people are still kind of playing with it and. Um, and also just a quick disclaimer, we're not experts, you know, we're just recruiters and we don't know anything about AI or I, at least I don't. And already like some people have beat us to it. Like already whom Lee has been doing like a dozen, dozen or not dozen or so episodes with like two episodes on this. Um, there's some great resources I'll put in the uh, episode description. If people want to see some videos and, and, and maybe whom Lee's uh, podcast episodes on this, that, that I listened to just, just to prepare for this one. But I guess this would be just a concise little, um, um, first impressions on, uh, I guess three, three, three plus topics. I guess the impact on job intakes, sourcing, and an employer brand maybe as key key themes, and then yep. to wrap up maybe a fourth topic like oh, um, um, kind of the the impact like maybe the the future of like AI and recruitment and and the pros and cons just just to do a little summary. Um, yeah, uh, so that could maybe uh, be an interesting, interesting approach to the episode. Um, I guess a, a brief one for for people that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people might already be familiar with ChatGPT, but uh, but the the basic thing that I understand about it is that instead of going to Google and googling a question or anything you need, uh, and then it would take you, you know, Google takes you to like a billion pages, and then you kind of need to go through ads. And then you maybe find a interesting page. You click on it. There's a paywall. So you go out of that page. You go to another page. The page doesn't exist anymore. So you go through a third page. It's a Quora, you know, a question from like seven years ago with no answer. And then you go to another page. And then you kind of try to fish out an answer to, to whatever you need to know. Instead of just going through all of that, ChatGPT kind of just answers the question that, that you had right then and yeah. there. Um uh, and it's and it's super cool because um, from what I know, it's like um, so. What I understand, it's like an AI chatbot that's trained on billions of words on the internet. Um, it's been refined using human feedback, so humans rank have are like ranking the answers to to improve its its effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like reached a million users in five days, which is quite crazy because like uh, from what I saw, like Netflix. Facebook, all these companies, Instagram, they took a months and months to reach a million users, but but ChatGPT reached it in like five days, which is mm -hmm. like 
supercharged, right? Incredible. Um, yeah. Any, uh, I appreciate you. You might have not seen it yet, but any any thoughts on, you know, so far just kind of this tool and kind of first impressions or from the buzz you've heard. What what do you think, Sue? Yeah, I, I I'll hold my hands up. I haven't used it myself. I've certainly watched some of those videos that you that you mentioned earlier, um, and I guess first impressions are it does look very impressive. I think there's there's always been a threat of technology taking over the recruitment uh, the the recruiter's job, um, and I know we can come onto that and discuss kind of AI in recruitment later. But I think this is the first time that I've actually seen something that genuinely impresses me and, and genuinely kind of demonstrates some of demonstrates how it can actually help the 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 role of a recruiter and i um i guess you you've kind of used some of it yourself and, and hopefully we can talk through some of those use cases um but i think yeah as i say first impressions uh, I'm, I'm i'm very impressed there's there's obvious limitations at the moment it sounds like um obviously it's it's not necessarily as uh expansive or as kind of widely available um as it might need to be if it was to genuinely disrupt industries like recruitment so i think the more people that are using it at the moment the slower it's getting so that obviously needs an update um i believe there are some some sort of pitfalls or downfalls um around using this and again we can kind of t- touch on this later in 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 the conversation but um but yeah generally so far it's uh it seems to be a pretty impressive tool Amazing, amazing. Well, look, let's unpack this step by step and see kind of where it takes us. Um, and I agree, you know, sometimes it's been like, that's one of the scalability issues, like, oh, you use it. And then, oh, we're experiencing high demand at the moment, please come back later. And you're like, yeah. oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's maybe a quick e- kind of problem number one. Um, maybe starting with job intakes, right? Um, and, and the reason I wanted to start with this one is because it's kind of the very first step in recruitment, right? Like, okay, what's the role? What are we hiring for? <clears throat> yep. Um, I guess the challenge is that a lot of companies just kind of kind of wing it with job intakes, or a lot of recruiters sometimes just <laughs> don't even do a job intake. They're, it's just yeah, exactly. Hipping yeah. that whole job intake step to the job description. The job intake is just, oh, I, I wrote Reading the, job, the description. job description. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's there's that's two different things, right? <laughs> so um, you know, I was playing with it uh to um with Chat GPT to the to like um create job intake questions to identify hiring needs per role you can see that per industry you can um and if you uh, you kind of need to push it to to give you the right answer because i was playing with it and it was like giving me stuff that you would do to create a job description like oh can, can you give me like job intake questions and it was like what's the role what are the skills uh you know um what are the experience level you need like that's more job description questions so if you push it a bit more like no but how do you define why like why we're hiring for this role then it would give you some very interesting questions um you know around oh is the uh, uh verify is the team experiencing high um workload that requires an additional person is the team experiencing stress and and over overwork um is the company trying to expand into different territories uh, due to their like strategy, like, oh, okay, this is more like reasons for hiring mm-hmm. as opposed to what are we hiring for? Yeah. Um, so training it that way was quite, quite interesting and kind of pushing it to give you 
kind of the the direction of answers that you're looking for um it, it it's also useful to like oh criteria defining criteria that you're looking for in candidates like oh what are you know if we're hiring for the sales role um you know that's new business that's like in the mortgage space you know where where i work and x y and z if you keep telling it then it's like it'll define some set of criteria uh, same with writing interview questions. You know, if you're struggling to like come up with interview questions to help you uh, target certain skills and so forth, that's one thing you can just you know it'll give you a, an, a crazy amount of uh, questions that you can that you can use. Um, similarly, examples of what ideal answers could look like for for the questions, um, and then finally, maybe writing job descriptions. Right. So I was kind of. Um, I haven't tested it yet, but um, at least from what I've heard, a lot of people can feed it things like, oh, the key skills you're looking for, the intro to the company, just a mix of things, and it'll put it all in a job description. Um, but also what I was looking at is, and this is what it can do also is like, and this was pretty crazy, like it could change the tone of the text you put into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want something more uh, gender neutral, it'll change the wording. If you want something more, um, you know, it could be more direct. It could be more um, cheery, more positive sounding job description or, you know, anything along those lines. You can you can train it to, to give you kind of even a change in tone of voice, right? And that's been one of the things we've, um, at least at, at my company, we've been looking at is like, oh, how do we want to talk to customers? How do we want to talk? And how, how do other competitors talk to their customers, right? Um, uh, and now we and then we define things like, oh, we want to be, we don't want to talk down to customers. We want to talk to them as, as adults. We don't want to um, um, uh, use overcomplicated language, right? Over technical language that they don't understand. Just language that they that 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 just general people feel comfortable with, you know. And sometimes mm -hmm. sim simplicity in words is more is 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 super important, right? As opposed yeah. to like overcomplicated words. So so yeah. So first impressions there were like interesting. I think it there's there's some good use there. Um, it's kind of my yeah. thoughts just to summarize. Yeah, on, on the job description point, um, I, I recently read um, an article, I think, from the, the CEO of uh, Textio. And for those unaware of what Textio is, it's, uh, uh, I suppose, a platform that kind of analyzes your written communication, whether it's your job descriptions, your emails and things like that, and, and uh, helps to remove um, potential bias within the, 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 the communication that you're using, essentially. And so... They they analysed a number of different um, job descriptions or job posts that were put together through Chat GT, uh, GPT, um, and what was interesting actually is that off off like the initial uh, request to create a job description or job post, there was actually very little bias in um, in what was produced. Um, but I think it was also fair to say that. Um, the, the actual job descriptions themselves were, were quite boring, didn't necessarily have much to them in terms of what you were talking about earlier. So kind of tone and, and personality and, and kind of representing uh, the, you know, the company, if you like. Um, although having said that, again, kind of and their analysis pointed out that there was a severe age bias 
in the generic prompts to create um, create job descriptions. So that's that's potentially a concern, uh, or is definitely a concern, I should say, not potentially. Um, but when the, when they kind of dug a bit deeper and, and I, I suppose tried to add additional details to the prompts and again referen- referencing what you talked about earlier with um maybe trying to you know change the tone change the um the style of the writing there were more biases that crept in and um things like gender bias the job posts would lean more towards a masculine coded job description uh, there was more of a moderate racial bias, whereas in the generic prompts there was very slight racial bias, um, and again, age bias was still still pretty severe. And I think, again, this is just kind of basic data that I was looking at in that article. I think what that kind of suggests to me, and, and what I think they were alluding to in the article generally, is um, AI by itself probably isn't going to be affected too much by bias, but it can still be affected by our own biases. And obviously if we're asking for certain things in a certain way, that's likely to impact the way chat GPT then kind of regurgitates that information back out. And so um, I think what you've kind of described there, the example of the job intakes and then potentially advancing to a job description, it could certainly be useful for. Um, but I think stating the obvious, we just need to ensure that it's, it's still good enough quality we can't just rely on that and and kind of trust it wholeheartedly there's still an element of a human needing to check it basically so um so yeah i thought that was an interesting post uh, and and again i'll send this link to you so you can share it in the in the, the description yeah yeah makes sense look i mean i i get that the bias aspect i mean it this this product was created by humans first of all right which are biased uh, yep. uh, individuals exactly. and second of all the training i guess not that i'm an expert i don't know if this is how it, it works but you know you can per answer you can give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to 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 guide the quality of the answer so already like i mean there's trolls out there right like there's <laughs> there's a lot of people that are trying to tr- troll the system first of all and second of all like that thumbs up and thumbs down it's 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 our own biases, right? We might think we were were doing the right thing by giving a thumbs up to a certain answer and not the other, but that's also part of the bias element um, in it. Um, so I guess it's going to be interesting to see where um, uh, the long, mid to long term, what's going to happen in terms of like using the the, the product and then going, you know, hopefully seeing, oh, is it are the results favoring certain groups? Mm. Are the um, ways we're using ChatGPT, marginalizing certain groups um, and seeing kind of, or not, you know, maybe it's it's creating a level playing field from that perspective. So uh, yeah. it's going to be an, an interesting one to see. Um, I guess yeah. that that might play into the, um, uh, maybe a bit less though, into the next topic I wanted to uh, discuss, which was the, and this can be a quick one because sourcing is kind of, <laughs> To, to a certain extent, it could be somewhat straightforward, but maybe not. Um, uh, but kind of the impact on sourcing that, uh, you know, some people have said that they're using it on sourcing. And mm-hmm. but fair enough, like some people have been creating reach outs with ChatGPT, um, which is fine. Um, it's it's definitely a decent assist. Although reach outs is like not rocket science, right? Like it's like five, 500 characters most most people can 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 write although it it can be an interesting experiment similarly like this one was a good help because uh, i was creating uh, linkedin posts 
with ChatGPT. And sometimes I just can't, you know, I find creating LinkedIn posts so annoying. I just yeah. don't have the, the um, just the whole, you know, social media side of things. I find quite, um, <laughs> quite kind of tedious. It's, it kind of feels very labor intensive, very mentally kind of uh, draining. So you, what I was doing was like, oh, just put the, um, the job description in it and tell it like, hey, can you create a LinkedIn post about, uh, about this in 500 uh, characters? Um, yeah. And then it would create something like half decent and I would just need to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there you go. That's 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 your post real quick. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I was asking it about it. Uh, I was asking ChatGPT also around salary ranges, like, oh, what do we offer for X, Y, and Z role? Um, and it would give you a range um, and it would say like, oh, I used like some job boards to get this answer, um, including like Azuna, uh, Reed. Uh, it would mention a couple of these like job platforms, right? Um, so that was interesting. Um, uh, I guess the one of the maybe, maybe two favorite um, bits that I saw about it is that it could really help with like market mapping when sourcing. So... Um, one of the like very time consuming things is like, oh, what are the competitors that we should be targeting? Uh, what, what companies should we be sourcing from, um, and creating that list? Like it, it could take a while, right? Like you're going on Google, you're looking through, through a bunch of lists and you're trying to figure out like, are these lists good? Or is it taking me down some other rabbit hole that I don't need to go through? Um, but with this one, like I was asking it, like, hey, can you list me the top 10 competitors? And you can even uh, mention like, oh, mid-sized competitors or startup competitors or like certain size competitors, right? Uh, or competitors specifically in the fintech space or mortgage space or um, in a certain industry. Um, so that was quite interesting. And, and I haven't tested this yet, but I'm sure you can maybe check like market mapping by tech stack, right? Um, that could be an interesting experiment to to look at. Um, so overall, some some uses I saw. Maybe I haven't been as creative yet, but with the sourcing, there's there's that it's definitely an assist, you know. So um, so yeah, I, I guess this is where this is where some of my um, what, was, what what confuses me slightly because my understanding of the the platform, the technology is that it's it's a large language model and the way it works. And again, I'm not I'm not technical at all, so I'm probably going to butcher this description. But it kind of it works on a um, probability uh, of what the next word is going to be. And so, looking at it from a very very basic perspective, I don't understand how it's able to then kind of deliver information like you know your competitors using this technology stack or the top 100 companies in you know in whatever it is uh, unless there is a way that it kind of validates the information through other sources and then delivers that to you um and if it does then then that's that's obviously going to be hugely beneficial but if it is just kind of giving you the information based on on the probability of what the next word is going to be in the sentence i'd question i suppose the validity of the data it's giving you if you are then trying to use it for research purposes but again maybe this is something that we can we can both kind of play around with as we as we explore the the, the tool more but um i think with that in mind that the the sourcing side of things uh creating boolean searches i've seen a really cool video where a, a guy creates a a boolean search for a tech role um 
And I can definitely see its uses in that instance. I think we've all sat there and tried to type really complex Boolean searches to try and do everything in one go and, and it doesn't always work and it's quite laborious and you invariably will have a typo in there. So I think, you know, using something like this to automate that process is going to be super useful, super beneficial. Um, and yeah, I suppose equally, as you've kind of alluded to putting out social media posts, this is something that a lot of recruiters do struggle with. You know, we come from different backgrounds. We're not all expert copywriters. We're not all the most, um, I suppose, poetic when it comes to putting out content and so i think using something like this again to automate some of that process or, or kind of build uh fill the gap i should say in our not um in our capabilities i think is always going to be super super beneficial uh, but as i say from my understanding of what it does i i just don't know how accurate the lists of uh companies or the research that you want it to do is going to be and that's maybe something that uh, that i'd like to personally dig a bit deeper into to to understand how that all works um yeah yeah just so i just typed in so i have chat gpt open next to me just to if i get an, a little experiment <laughs> that i wanted to run that, that i would do so and i typed in uh you know list of london companies using ruby on rails uh it just gave me airbnb i didn't know airbnb was in do they have people here? I don't know. I've, I've I haven't seen an Airbnb, uh, <laughs> you know, person here. They mentioned Deliveroo, Bulb, Crowd, Crowdcube, Crowdcube, Depop. I didn't know Depop used Ruby. Go Cardless, I think I, I might know, and Huckletree. Transferwise, yeah, I think they. I think they. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, some of these are surprising. I'm like, really? They use Ruby on Rails? Like, can you, you know ask I mean? it where it gets the information from? Oh, that's so that'll bring me into um, kind of the the problem I have with ChatGPT um, is that, um, okay, so 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 this I wanted to discuss later, but I can mention it now. So this is kind of the, the challenge or one of the biggest challenges I have with ChatGPT is that uh, for me, knowing the source of where the information comes is very important, right? Um, and when I was asking it about um, the salary ranges for like a, a specific role, it would keep telling me something along the lines of as an AI model, I cannot provide uh, specific links to to a source, but I can tell you, I can recommend looking at Azuna, Glassdoor, Reed, um, what was it, Total Job, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I kept pushing it like, but can you, okay, but where, which page, how do I get to the information you just told me? And it, it would keep kind of not answering. Um, and then like, okay, but how do you, I need to, I need some proof of, of what you're saying. Like, I need to know where you got, maybe you saw a survey somewhere. Maybe there's a, you know, a specific glass door page where people filled in their, their salary ranges. Um, because otherwise, if I go to my hiring manager and, and tell them like, Hey, look, you should look at this range for the role. Um, they'll ask me, what do you, how do you know? Like, well, chat, chat GPT told me, right. <laughs> Well, you know, that's not too, I don't know how credible that would sound to, um, to, to, to anyone. And it's, and it's quite smart because it kind of feels like ChatGPT is keeping you on their tool and not letting you go to another link, which means you, you'd not use, you'd stop using ChatGPT and you'd go on another link. Um, and then if anyone asks you, it's like, oh, here's the link of Glassdoor and not like, oh, use ChatGPT for the answer, right? It's mm -hmm. It kind of feels like a sneaky way to keep you on ChatGPT. But um, 
but for someone that that values the data and the truth and the source right it's kind of like hmm, you're not giving me the the full picture um no. so um so that's that's one thing that i um that i kind of have an issue with <clears throat> um yeah yeah so so i guess maybe maybe to 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 go into the third topic which might be more on the which might be kind of the the more wordy kind of labor intensive part like you know how like employer brand is so labor intensive right like um there's so much you you want to do but so little time and and just just it's man hours that that you kind of need to put into it um but similarly like i was i was uh playing around with chat gpt and um and i and i was thinking that it, it's it's just so good at writing um, just just the, at least a good sort of bulk of text of copy um, that you could use for like your careers page. Like if you need, uh, you know, 400 words to describe your company, to describe your culture, like you can tell it. Can you tell me like, please, please use these kind of, um, you know, let's say I'm pretty sure you could tell it like, oh, we're um, X, Y, and Z company. We These are our values. Um um, this is kind of and and a little something around our benefits are this this and that. Can you write me a four hundred word, five hundred word, eight hundred word kind of summary um, where you expand on these on these areas, right? So it's pretty good at writing copy. It's pretty good at summarizing copy that could be used for blogs. I mean, um, if you feed it like a ten page document, it could summarize it pretty quickly and like it and how many words you want to tell it um that could be useful in things like um you know writing copy for your careers page mm. uh, it comes back to the tone of voice aspect like you can tweak make the tone of voice of your text more engaging more appealing uh, more positive or more straightforward less wordy more um you know using kind of simpler words as opposed to overcomplicated words that most people might think like oh this person is a bit of a snob or something right <laughs> um uh maybe also in generating like ideas and brainstorming on what to put you know sometimes we're like okay what do we put in our brand like what are ideas what 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 do we strategize around and it'll make suggestions like oh think you know you can think about putting values there putting your benefits putting like employee stories like it's good at generating ideas um and again like maybe a bit of market map element there like you can ask it maybe oh what are some companies competitor companies with great employer brands that we should be looking at you know it's good mm -hmm. at kind of giving suggestions there so i guess it also helps with the more labor intensive writing i guess the the key one there is just the labor how labor intensive it can be to write something like i'm sure yeah. i don't know if you try to write write a blog post but that <laughs> that stuff wow. takes long man like um writing a good yeah. 800 words or whatever it is of blog posts like my days man that is way too too much time so um so yeah, yeah i guess that's yeah. in terms of a flower blind that's that's kind of my my initial initial impression that i got i can definitely see some of those benefits and as you say it, it is labor intensive to put together the amount of content and the amount of good content that you need to you know to positively impact your your employer brand i guess the only pushback i'd have or not necessarily pushback but uh, the the cynic in me, I guess you touched on like employee stories and things like that. How how accurate can it be in representing like a day in the life of one of our software engineers or one of our sales managers? Um, 
that's the kind of that's the thing that I would be be wary of. You talked about being able to plug in documents and things like that, I suppose. Um so it sounds like you would almost still need to create something in order to then feed it some information to then make more uh more appealing. And so potentially that could be a good use case. But as I say, without without that information, how accurately can it represent your software engineer, our sales manager? That's the the the, the concern I would have. Yeah, yeah, I guess you you can keep pointing it in the right direction. Like, so you definitely need a a basic like couple of words to give it like uh, a structure in to to create some some text. So whether it's summarizing, like you you feed it like, oh, can you can you okay this 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 ten page article? Can you summarize it in like eight hundred words? Or you can start small and like, oh, you know, we're writing this this article with like the key these key topics um can you expand on this something along those lines um so that's one thing you can do and and yeah and then you know once once it writes something that's that's kind of where where you kind of need to take over and continue writing on your own right because it'll whatever you write it's not going to be it's if it's like the day in the life of type story it's not going to be Obviously, it's not going to be completely accurate, right? Because it's definitely not not you, the person whose day in the life of it it is. So it's gonna uh, you're gonna need to take over then, and then adapt it to you, adapt it to your your role, your day to day. So so yeah, especially I guess the more personal the story, the more actually you might need to just do it yourself, right? So maybe that's maybe that's where you need to draw the line. Like, oh, okay, you know, I can't have a robot writing my day to day. Like <laughs> like that's um. Um, that might be a very tricky one. Um, so that's one thing. I guess it, it, there might be also some bias there. Like if you tell it to write a careers page or to write, um, uh, if you give it guidelines on tone of voice or on the blog post, um, you might need to watch out with the language it uses. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, when generating responses and everything. Um, um, well, look, so just to just to maybe um, start wrapping up and, and just maybe just highlighting some broad sort of pros and cons i guess one one I, and this is kind of one pro that i saw in it that i thought was was really interesting i guess first of all just to broadly summarize like i do see it as a very good assist um uh because there's so much i've i've been wanting to do that i haven't had the time um and now i feel like okay you know let's play around let's maybe what about maybe creating a blog post in less than 30 minutes would that be possible as opposed to like manually taking hours and hours in front of the laptop and, mm. and not being able to produce anything um how about social media posts like i can just kind of give it a little guideline and create it creates a 500 word post for me like and that's that that can be a very good sort of assist and also like for for the time being i don't see it replacing like recruitment right because it's i see it more as an assist like oh there's so much we want to do really that and we're only like and and so, so we're so busy also that it's more of a productivity tool yeah. almost than uh than a replacement um so i'm not too too fussed so far and 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 i guess there's this kind of i don't know who who said it probably hung lee you know what i mean <laughs> he's probably said everything there is about this already but um but like it's gonna be like not that ChatGPT will replace recruiters, but recruiters using ChatGPT will have kind of a slight edge over yeah. 
those who who don't use it that could be also maybe a, a potential thing there um and um and then it'll become maybe who knows maybe it'll become normalized like and then everyone's using it and then no one's competing anymore like it's like ATS is like probably the first company using an ATS was like you know yeah, yeah like years ahead of everyone yeah. and then now yeah. everyone's using a, an ATS and you're like oh okay you know uh um um the the competitive edge is is like less less yeah. marked um this is a a, a last kind of benefit that's kind of related to uh, may not be related to recruitment but my kind of like what what uh, what I was amazed by it was so <clears throat> so one of the things that I like to do is look at like academic articles on like recruitment or or other topics um because that's where the breakthroughs come from right like I don't care about like sometimes I'd read like a little LinkedIn blog post but I'm curious like oh the science behind it and everything right and I don't know if you've tried to look up uh, academic articles, but A, they're very difficult to access um, or yeah. to find even. Uh, B, there's like a paywall. Um, um, and C, once you find them, it's like a 20-page, you know, <laughs> freaking academic article where they discuss, yeah. you know, brain kind of like I was trying to, to, what was it? Like there was this one article that was discussing bias. But they're going into like, oh, the effect on the medulla ablagata is this, and then the <laughs> cerebral cortex receives this signal. And I know like, what's the just tell me in simple terms what's the effect like, and then you can just tell it. Okay, can you summarize this this academic article that I found online in like eight hundred words, and it'll summarize it for you. Like, and that was like amazing. I was like mind blown. I was like, fuck, this is like hours and hours of reading. <laughs> and searching that yeah. it would just it just gave me just yeah. now and and it's practical useful advice without all the without all the science and research um bits that i don't understand like a lot of it i don't understand i just want the the introduction the conclusion and a simplified summary of the research um and that's fine and 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 not that that's a bad thing because i'm a practitioner not a researcher a researcher mm -hmm. should really read deeply into the 20 pages understand the references understand the research and then debate that research right and 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 that's one one thing but as a practitioner i'm just interested in like a quick summary and how i can apply it um into into my work so that was um uh super cool um and then maybe the 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 problems i have with it um and i think you you kind of mentioned the the bias element of it is like mm -hmm. how do we train it how do we um uh, how what's the impact going to be on like a bias in in recruitment and job descriptions and career careers pages and and so forth um and then also the the source problem like where does it get the information from like i i want to know that you get it from a survey that you get it from um a research paper that you get it from um an another article like a dbr article um uh, not DBR, the um, DBR is the Slack Slack group. Sorry, the <laughs> uh, Wall Street Review, something like that. Like uh, one yeah. of those HBR HBR article or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah. Um, so it won't give it to you. And then also sometimes it's it's knowledge is quite. Um, so one thing it says is that um, um, uh, when it when you want recent information that that was published now, 
It'll tell you as an AI language model, my training data only goes up to September 2021. So you can't really get stuff that's happening now. Like a lot of information that you need to know from now is like maybe it it, it might not have it. Um, yeah. Right. So I guess those would be kind of the initial problems at personal, personal, just my personal sort of thoughts on it. Um, maybe another more candidate related problem is like, bro, you can just write cover letters like crazy with this, like just, um, uh, yeah. uh, 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 what's it called? The candidate can just put the job description in, in the thing, like, and yeah. then can you write a nice cover letter for this role? And then it'll just write, write, you know, and just tell it in 500 yeah. words, can you write a cover letter for me? There you go, bro. Like, uh, so how are you going to fish out the, and they can just tweak it. If you tweak it a little bit, you should be fine. Well, so. I, you know, and again, I think that there's been instances of like tech candidates completing tech contests using chat GPT and things like that. And I think there's, there, there are always going to be instances of that, you know, candidates maybe trying to get ahead, not necessarily cheating, because I don't think it is cheating. I think if you're smart enough to, to kind of figure out how to do this and, and, and also, you know, if you're submitting a, uh, a, a tech test without kind of at least reviewing the code, then you, you're, you know, potentially setting yourself up for a downfall. So maybe it's just, again, similar to recruiters, automating a bit of the process that comes as second nature, but it, it just kind of speeds up that process generally. Um, but you're right, there, there, there are going to, you know, there, there are going to be kind of downfalls and, 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 I suppose, challenges when it comes to using this um, or, or candidates potentially using this when it comes to recruiting and things like that. But I think just coming back to an early point that you talked about um, and, uh, you know, I suppose only talking about, uh, you know, it won't replace recruiters, but recruiters using it will kind of have the competitive edge. I think the reality, in, and this is going to sound completely like... Um, completely against our, our industry, but you know, the honest truth is the recruitment industry isn't important enough to disrupt from an AI perspective yet. There's so many more important uses of this technology. And you gave a really good example there, you know, understanding really complex topics and matters in a, in a really simplified form, apply that to the education system, apply that to, to government, for example, you know, there's, in my opinion, there's much more critical uses of this technology, which is why, I agree with Hungley that it's not going to replace recruiters. Um, I also think there's still there's still a human element to our job. They're still conversing with candidates. There's still kind of, you know, that that one-on-one -on -one interaction that we're so far away from being able to replace with AI that there really isn't necessarily a, um, a legitimate reason to panic about these types of things. And as I said earlier as well, if my understanding of the platform is correct, this is just a... A, a text predictor chatbot kind of thing. And, and so, um, yes, it does show that technology is advancing probably a lot quicker than we uh, we would have expected. And so there's possibly going to be more technology that can disrupt our industry, but it's not here yet. Um, and I think the point, again, that you made earlier about it being a productivity tool and, and again, referencing what Hungley's talking about, yeah, absolutely, you can use something like this to optimize and improve your processes but it's not going to be able to replace every single thing you do as a recruiter and so it would be dangerous to rely on it like that and potentially um think that you can 
take it easy because you've got something that can replace your your role. Um, I don't think we're there yet, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not not replacing uh, recruitment anytime soon. And and I agree with your point. Like, there's the human element of it because ultimately, candidates candidates want to engage with people, right? Like, when you're finding out about a role, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you're going to be working with people also, so you're going to want to know who the hiring manager is. Um, you're going to want to know, like, oh, can you get along with, with the people you're going to work with, right? Yeah. Like, oh, are they approachable? Are they nice kind of good people that I can have a nice discussion with? Um, am I going to get training where I'm going to go? Um, the interview process, I mean, uh, you know, hiring managers are going to want to be there when engaging with candidates, understanding their skills, motivations, um so 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 no matter i guess no matter what it's going to be a um kind of a kind of a tech assisted but human driven ultimately type uh process exactly. um although you did raise a good point and this is where it it might get interesting from a candidate perspective is that the cheating or cheating i guess on on tests um and this reminds me, and, and maybe we can wrap up on this, but um, this reminds me. So I uh, I studied history at the University of Amsterdam, and um, most a lot of, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of people can relate to this. But so much of what I did there was just write papers, um, and so often in in a lot of like jobs, you need to just write stuff, right? And and this also counts for interviews. And this also counts for like university tests or any type of test. It's like they'll tell you something like, "Oh, in a thousand words, write a summary of this this article and write and give us three like good insights on why you think the author is wrong." You know what I mean? Like, mm, bro, that's yeah. literally like so much, so much. I could you could just feed into into this ChatGPT thing and tell it in a thousand words. Give me a thousand words of of what you think of this like that's just crazy like that's it writes it's practically in that one go it can do kind of like 60 percent of the labor intensive work it, work it takes yep. of writing those thousand words and then all you got to do is kind of adapt it tweak it um uh reference you know you can also you you will need to reference footnotes like a lot of research and and a lot of like yeah. maybe tests and everything is like you need to reference where you got your information from so you do need to kind of like oh you know add footnotes of like oh if you look at the academic article you can go to page number 20 you know this paragraph this sentence so that's where maybe the labor intensive element still will kind of follow you but it's going to be interesting like to see how many candidates can get through tests and a lot of things using chat gpt um and who knows that might lead into like more on-site interviews like oh we can't trust candidates <laughs> with can't trust you know. the take home yeah 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 yeah. so on-site it is or they're gonna have to share their screen and um uh and who knows yeah like they're gonna have to or maybe some companies will allow it like yeah chat use it just use it you know if if that's what 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 it, it takes how you do your job kind of yeah. thing yeah. well I, you know i think there's still there's still that element of scale here like I, yes there are going to be people doing that at the moment but realistically it's only going to become problematic if it if it happens at scale and we have to remember that chat gpt 
is a free tool at the moment. It's not always going to be. So are people going to willingly pay for it to do something like that? You know, how, I suppose, how much value are you getting from it if you're just using it for interviews? Uh, there may be other user, uses of it for, for individuals. But again, I think, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, much lower numbers than I think hiring managers or even recruiters need to be worried about. I, I you know, I think if if one in... 10 are using it to, you know, to, to kind of complete interview processes. I can kind of live with that again. Like, I think if it comes down to like the quality of the work that they do being good enough, then, then what, what, what can we realistically do about it? Um, but as I say, coming back to the scale thing, you no, know, the, I, I've read uh, articles online saying that it's costing a ridiculous amount of money at the moment to run the current servers that they operate off. And those servers are, already um oversubscribed that's not the right word that you know they're they're already kind of at, at um at max performance and so they things like that need to be upgraded and so there's a lot that needs to happen for this to be like a realistic problem for recruitment and as i said earlier i i also feel like our industry isn't the one that's going to be the most heavily impacted by t- by technology like this yes we can use it and yes we can see some of the um, pros and cons of it but I think it would be hugely arrogant of us to assume that we're the industry that this is going to disrupt first I think there's a lot more that needs to happen before that and so um, so as to say when it comes to things like cheating quote unquote I, I think that's a, a smaller issue for us to worry about and maybe more focus more on um, how we can get the best from our candidates from our processes and things like that using these, these platforms uh, rather than kind of shy away from them course of course yeah just use it as an assist right just just see how far it can take you and and yeah not worry too much in terms of like recruitment being the first thing like there's a lot more uh tech driven um kind of professions that 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 might be first first impacted from from this perspective so um so yeah only time will tell but it's going to be an interesting couple of couple of weeks couple of months especially with like google like they try to i don't know if you read about they try to release their own ai <laughs> system which didn't do too well which failed massively. stocks didn't it yeah 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 like a hundred i don't know billion in stocks i don't know i don't something know something crazy you know. like that yeah um but that's maybe a a story for another time um which which should be interesting well zoom um thank you so much for uh you know co-hosting this uh podcast uh, always great speaking with you looking forward to to the next topic um and uh you know otherwise uh you know thanks again for your time no worries good to catch up again speak soon speak soon